0: Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, (laughs) Carblains! It's me, Uh, (laughs) Jasper
4: William (laughs)
0: That was the the most relaxed. It's me. I think (laughs) you've ever done on the show.
4: It's me.
3: (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) guys. It's me,
4: Jasper William Cartwright, (laughs) and I am joined today by.
3: (laughs) Hello. I'm Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. See that, Jasper? Done. Easy peasy. So so quick, so simple. Oh, wow. Oh I've never God, once so I've never once taken too long to do my intro. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and me, Jeremy Cobb. Uh, but Lexi Black, Black like Girl Mario? Mage calls me. Calls me <laughs>
3: it's a me. It's a me,
0: Jeremy, <laughs> it's a me, Jeremy Cobb. Uh, but Lexi, aka Black Girl Mage, calls me jcobb.com. Yay. That's right. The, the pattern of me being uh, be representing brands mm-hmm. continues. Except Yay. this time, I guess I'm representing my own brand. I mean, brands you better claim that, do name.
3: that domain name. Yeah. name oh, do name, but that name. was good,
0: though. Doname. Yeah,
3: I did that on purpose.
4: Why has no one said
0: that before? That seems <laughs> yeah. so logical. It's right there. Well, I'm saying there. now name. on purpose. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, but it's not just I... us here. We have a guest, everyone. Uh, I would <laughs> he's love he's to. <laughs> we are being. We the, the crowd in Halfling Stadium is going berserk right now. <laughs> I would like to welcome to the virtual stage, writer, game designer, professional GM, and my dad, D'Angelo Murillo.
4: Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black.
0: Cake glitches and bitches. He in the cusp of a tennis oh, no! on a match 20. Oh, wow. You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. Good to see you, son. Who, who spits <laughs> up
3: on DeAngelo I don't know, know why I wrote down
0: my dad, <laughs> uh-huh. but he said uh-huh. to add in dad. And for some reason, hey, I, I wrote, wrote it my worked. dad. You did it, you know. I, that's yeah. on me. It's all good. And I'll <laughs> take that title. We're, we're owning it now. That's fine. Welcome to the podcast, Dad.
3: Does that mean that we're getting (laughs) all of our parents on here? My mum will be so confused, guys. We can't do that to her. Mm. She'll be so confused. (laughs) Yeah, so
2: what's your favorite TTRPG moment? Like, uh uh. (laughs) Well maybe maybe we should instate this
4: that we should uh like without giving them a choice, just to have someone from the TTRPG space adopt us and we can bring them on Mm as our like TTRPG parents. So Jeremy, you've already filled a slot. Uh Mm -hmm. you can have another parent. Uh, of sub description. Uh, so I mean, think about who like, you want. Uh, but that no will be Gianto's partner from now on.
3: <laughs> I see. Perfect.
0: Yes. yes. Only sub no That's mine. my only request requirement. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm, of course. Of course.
3: <laughs> Jasper, Liv, you know? said you
0: had a question? Uh, no, there's okay. no question
3: about mine. Uh, uh, it, Brennan Lee Mulligan has the most dad vibes in the world. Like, I mean, sure. it's It's off. Sure. Jasper, what about it's you? True.
4: true. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to have a Bria be my mom. No, so, that's uh, fine. So that, that's would that would be great. There you go. be yeah, nice. Fair.
3: Yeah, very nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm free very to be fair. somebody's mum if you if you want anyone.
4: Oh yeah, um, for sure, I'll be someone's dad Yes, we yeah, can yeah. all be
0: your, you can be your TTRPG parents We can absolutely
4: Anything. be TTRPG parents but,
0: Future guests uh, We Dude. are not,
4: <laughs> I was gonna say, we are not here to talk about our parents We're here to talk about Jeremy's dad uh, so Yeah, I know so, I'm so
3: sorry, D'Angelo
4: <laughs> No, you're good, so, I love this, oh my god <laughs> Should should we kick uh, this thing off with uh, maybe a, a fact? We'll, why don't we go, we'll go for a law drop So if you could offer us a, a fact No, Liv, I'm trying to move away from lore dump, okay i don't like it why don't don't you like it i think we all know why
3: (laughs) why i actually don't we're dumping law
0: yeah oh my god Sometimes you exactly. gotta take that lore dump. Sometimes That's you gotta that take the lore dump. dump. I'd you know, say at the true. top of every, yeah, top of every
3: you're episode, you're gonna feel so much better once you do a lore dump.
4: <laughs> All right, I mean, let me do one now, and then, and then I'll see how I feel, okay, and see if I change my opinion about the name. Uh, but uh, D'Angelo, this is going to be a, a fact about your life, uh, something that happened, and the only rule is, is that you get to provide as much context as you want to, and we aren't allowed to ask any follow up questions. Uh, so it can be anything you want. And that'll just exist on the internet as a fact about you, and that'll mm. be it. And it'll infuriate everyone because everyone will
2: have questions.
4: And oh, no only man! have an answered.
2: Oh boy. So this is one uh it happened in second grade. Uh I'm gonna tell you about the time I found out I was Mexican. Um essentially <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> So Essentially uh in the second grade um February you know, black history month in America and everything like mm-hmm. that, uh, class, I went to a predominantly black school and for mm-hmm. whatever reason, the teacher in my class was like, you know, uh, D'Angelo, like, uh, you, you really like Martin Luther King jr. You know, uh, you always ask a lot of questions about him, you know, always all that kind of stuff. How would you like to represent your class and talk about how you are so proud to be an African-American, uh, for, you know, Black History Month and everything and just for context I am not African-American in any Uh way shape or form uh but you know obviously dark skin tones and people make assumptions Mm. uh so and my name is D'Angelo and then uh so I was like (laughs) I am black oh my god and i felt so honored like i was like you know like tupac you know rosa parks martin Luther jr you know malcolm x you know all these people you were exactly exactly. i was like like, yo no one told me this like like this is awesome (laughs) so sure enough uh i like told my parents you know hey uh, I got invited to speak in front for my class in front of the whole school. Can you guys like come? You have to be there. I'm like so excited, and they're like, "What? This is awesome! Oh my god, yeah!" So sure enough, they gather in the cafeteria, oh, we no, I we grade. Oh, I don't know how this got passed, like you know. No, uh, so no. and then sure enough, I go up there. And I'm like, <laughs> I am proud to be African American because of you know da 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 and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, and then my parents were like, "Oh no!" And then <laughs> so on the ride home, I was so excited because I was you know tried really hard to th- you know speak clearly. You know, uh, you know, at a good pace yeah. and everything like that. And then mm-hmm. I was wondering why there was so much tension in the car. And then my mom goes, "So D'Angelo." And then I was <laughs> like, "Yeah." He's like, "We have to tell you something. Um, you're not black." And then I was like, "What?" <laughs> No, I am black, though. My oh, teacher, no. who's My literally teacher paid to me. teach me stuff, you know, told me I was black. So, therefore, I am black. And they're like, no, you have to do the math. Your dad's Mexican. I'm Mexican. Therefore, you are. And I was like, I'm black. I black. am black. And I, like, cried so hard. Oh, and then, like, no. uh, and that was the day I learned that I was Mexican. And then, uh, yeah, so. Uh-huh. There you go. That (laughs) That is the
4: funniest (laughs) equivalent story I've ever heard to finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Like, that's (laughs) the same (laughs) level of, like, crushing, just, like... What what even is real anymore? But just me, I'm not yeah. an African American. Like, wow! Big vibes of
3: like having the talk with your kid. Just like okay, so the birds and the bees. This is uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm Mexican and your dad is Mexican, and
2: uh... <laughs> therefore, yeah, it was just like oh man, that is phenomenal. That was, so phenomenal. Andrew, that was oh a fun,
4: wow. that's a fantastic story. That's great. Wow, no follow up. The, I love I love the fact that you fully got to. That like, inviting your parents to school phases. Yeah. That it wasn't Second even grade, like I like I
0: didn't even, yeah. Because I was oh.
4: expecting you to say, like, oh, we were having a conversation, and I was like, oh, mm. I'm doing this talk about being African-American, like, in the kitchen, <laughs> and then telling you there and then. No, 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 no! It got no. all the way through the checks yes. and balances, and you oh, stood yeah. up on it was stage bad. in front of everyone. Wow!
3: <laughs> hey, I, I mean, f- for us though, that's great. Oh, hey, it was great. Yeah, what great story. Here. Oh, yeah, everyone
2: <laughs> enjoys hearing that story. It's so funny, and like, oh my god, yeah, I was just so defeated, and then like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But it's fine. I'm over it. It's like.
3: Yeah, no, you yeah. said so, no. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that is an incredible for story.
3: So that wow. amazing law dump. Of course, Deandra, yeah. I really appreciate
0: yeah. that. I, really yeah. I do feel better. Actually. That was a hefty yeah, one. Yeah. I do so I do dump. feel
3: better
4: after that lore dump. So. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Thank amazing, you. amazing. Thank
3: you. Jasper. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> wow. Should uh, we should
0: we should we jump into the questions? Go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh so, uh, D'Angelo, we always start, uh, whenever we have a guest, we always start by asking them to share with us their nerdy origin story. Uh, mm-hmm. how were you, uh, were you born into this life? <laughs> uh, did you inherit the nerd, uh, the nerddom? Uh, I, I made that reference backwards, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, we <got> <laughs> how did you come by your nerdery? Yeah,
2: um, I definitely owe a lot to it to my dad uh, because he was into. So, my dad and me are like polar opposites because, like, when he was uh, younger, he was like, a ladies man womanizer you know he was a, a cholo which like if you don't know it's like an american mexican-american term for like a gangster sort of a, like a, a latino gangster and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, so super cool like you know one every fight he's been in and all that kind of stuff and everything uh, but he lo- secretly loves star trek and he loves star wars and all that kind of stuff so uh, but he couldn't show that obviously back in like you know the 80s 70s whatever mm-hmm. um, so sure enough when raising me he introduced me to uh, star wars i didn't appreciate star trek because i didn't understand why they wore pajamas but like uh, <laughs> now as an adult i do and i Love Star Trek. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, but like place. you know, so he he did introduce me to that. But what really you know changed my life was Tsunami in like the nineties, mm-hmm. which was Cartoon Network. You know, uh mm-hmm. you know Gundam Wing, Dragon Ball Z, Ronon Tension, like Tenshimuyo, all that sort of stuff. And then it like sent me into a nosedive of Pokemon, Japanese RPGs, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, when it comes to teaching RPGs in particular. Um, that happened in like 2008 when I was 18 years old and just graduated uh, like high school and like I like obviously out of all the nerdy things uh, Dungeons and Dragons next to LARPing Mm -hmm. uh, was the nerdiest you can go like that was the epitome of Mm -hmm. like you know Mm -hmm. being a geek and I wanted it so bad but I couldn't find anyone to like play with because one Mm is social anxiety two the internet wasn't super fully fleshed out by that point and uh, local gaming stores like didn't were were super good at like you know whatever Uh, so lo and behold that was when Dungeons Dragons fourth edition had come out and I took my whole Mm -hmm. grocery store courtesy clerk uh, paycheck and gave it to the game store to get the monster manual, Dungeon Master's Guide and the player's guide uh, to you know fourth edition and I studied those books harder than any test I've ever studied in my entire (laughs) life like day in and day out and I was listening to the Penny Arcade podcast as well trying to understand what Chris Perkins was talking about you know for this sort of stuff and then finally I had found uh friends who wanted to do it and I was like and but I was so like I had a lot of social anxiety when I was younger, low, low self esteem. Uh yeah, being, you know, brown in America, especially dark brown and all that kind of stuff and Mm. chubby and glasses and all that kind of stuff uh like it's just super you know uh so when i played with them i was like oh my god i got this wrong the story wasn't really good and x y and z like they're probably never gonna play with me anymore and i was like you know end of the session guys you know did you want to play again if you don't want to totally understand you know sorry for the mistakes and they're like we love this can we do it weekly like can we you know all that kind of stuff uh, and uh and i was like you like this uh yeah that's fine and then sure enough it became a situation where I... Uh started to get known as the D&D guy uh, to other people, you know, so around our circles, they're like, they would invite me to parties because I played Dungeons and Dragons with them, and they'd be like, this is the guy I'm talking about, this is the man, you yes. gotta be nice to him, you gotta buy him something, and he will get you into his game, oh, so I was like, you so don't have is. to do that, and then sure enough, I became like the nerdy godfather, and then like, yeah. sure enough, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and sure enough, it got to the point where I had, at one point, four groups that all played in the same sort of universe, rivals, and it started real beef outside of the game, which is why we stopped doing it, uh, <laughs> no! but people wanted had to fight each Whoa. other like because yes. of like the disputes and all that kind of stuff that was happening so wow. uh, it was one of the first times in my life that i realized that i was good at something you know because we go through life mm-hmm. you know doing moderately okay at different things you know but there's like the, never that one shining moment until that point that someone was like you are so good at this and it was the mm-hmm. art of storytelling not necessarily writing or yeah it's such
4: an important thing I think for those kids who you know have like the low mm-hmm. self-esteem or yeah you know because I I remember mm. literally I can tell you the reason I became an actor was because I had a best friend when I was in primary school and he was better than me at everything he was smarter <laughs> than me he was faster than me he could throw further that. than yep. me he could yeah, you know what I mean and he was my best one. mate but I remember just being mm. like man it would be real cool to just be like at least on par with you at something and mm-hmm. then I remember we got to secondary school high school for you guys and I got yeah. cast in a play as the lead i got play i got cast as oh. uh the artful wow. Godger, and that's the role that yeah. he wanted and i was like Ooh. cool that's it now i'm an actor like yeah and I'm, that's my <laughs> like thing like like, I yeah, was, yeah. that's it. the one thing you that won. i was better at him man i'll go i'll do this so i just think that. it's such an at, important it's yeah. such an important thing when you finally get that kind of gratification of like oh you all really like this like this is all this is like like socially acceptable you really like this yeah this is you know helping me kind of within my uh you know because i think that socially it's like that's like so so important when you're that yeah. age. like it's so important to feel accepted and everything so yeah i, have I was them. i can literally feel the moment when you were like
2: wait yeah. you want to play this I, oh my god it's more? I actually had you worth like and i felt validated <laughs> and like it was one of those things where like i matter like i legitimately you know yeah. uh, i matter here you know so mm-hmm. it was uh life-changing for sure yeah yeah Oh, yeah.
0: I love that. Mm. Absolutely. Had you been really in, big into like creative stuff beforehand, like creating things yourself prior to uh, getting into D&D? Uh,
2: yeah, always actually. So I come from a family of, of artists. So my mother and father mm. uh, are like, you know, uh, painters. And my mother's a published, you know, author and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and my dad's also like a musician and everything. So it's a very creative family, which is probably why I'm like, you know, we call it like a hyper creative that just like, you know, constantly creates, mm. but I never showed my work to anyone or, you know, did anything to try try to and never entered any contest probably because of low self-esteem essentially mm-hmm. uh but i would always write these stories or think of the really cool thing like you know like oh i really love watching dragon ball z but what if raditz actually lived what would his story be what he actually have a mm-hmm. good you know good life like vegeta mm-hmm. and like you know just write those fan and all that kind of stuff and then oh, um, so the when I, f- yeah so when i got into D, it helped because it was just let me get those creative juices out and in a way that people couldn't in- actually enjoy them yeah so mm. I, I also love
4: the fact that you've just sent, I'm guessing quite a like probably a couple hundred people at least into a mind palace of what, <laughs> like how powerful would Raditz have got? Like, cause that's where exactly yeah. where my mind just went. Like I fully was just like, whoa, hold on a second. I didn't even think about this.
0: Yeah, I have a recommendation (laughs) for y'all. If you enjoyed, if any of you enjoy uh, um, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged, Masako X, who plays Goku and Gohan in that series, uh, has a YouTube channel. I don't know if he still does them, but he used to do all of these What If Dragon Ball videos. And I'm pretty sure he has possibly multiple videos about What If Raditz had lived.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh Because like Goku um, and his brother just being able to like, you know, uh repair that stuff and be like, I would love to see that, you know. Uh but yeah. And also being an uncle and all, just all the whole possibilities, you know, it was just, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Like how did Raditz feel about the destruction of planet
0: Vegeta? Yes. Was I know that, I know that Vegeta was, himself was pretty aggressive towards Nappa, but like how mm-hmm. did Raditz feel about their plight? Like mm-hmm. Vegeta clearly held a lot of uh, rage towards Frieza as well. Yeah. But it, yeah. It would have been interesting to see how like the Saiyan saga goes. If suddenly it's like, Raditz somehow, I don't know if he, what he would have done. Like when yeah. he teamed up
2: with the D- Z fighters, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely. genuinely Feel like,
3: like, I'm listening to another language. right? I,
0: now. Know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would deep dive. I would take it so seriously and be like, what if like, and think of all the sort of, so like, I would take it too seriously, which is why TTRPGs seem to be for me because like, I just mm. deep dive into lore and all that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I want to see the Raditz Super Saiyan 3 hair. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> ends up looking exactly. like. Because yeah. it's
0: already Super Saiyan 3 length like how much longer does or it or even get? one it's just i, a uh, thing I kind of <laughs>
4: imagine i kind of imagine it uh it goes into like a cut is it is it cousin it
0: is the the one yes. that's just uh, hair? from the monsters y- yeah yeah, like, yeah i'm
4: just thinking like yeah. for, it's just that but gold right he's just golden hair <laughs> so and then good. occasionally like a fist will poke through and punch you in the face <laughs> you know what i mean but you but the key is oh you don't know which way he's facing so like right How could you even? He's just a lump of hair. It's just a lump of hair, and then a fist appears. You can't read his movements. Yeah. The
2: true
0: BBEG. Yeah. Yeah.
4: There we go. There we go.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, Mm D'Angelo, so you start, first of all, I want to comment on the fact that you started with fourth edition. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's love it. That's a love very it. unusual. Oh. Yeah, i I mean, I've heard that it's actually like for what it was trying to do, yeah, actually a very good system. But what it was trying to do was just really different from what other people, what from what most
2: people had wanted. to yeah, it, it was up to that
0: point.
3: Like very war gamey, wasn't it? Yeah, so.
2: very tactical. If it came out today, I swear that it would have succeeded because we have mm-hmm. Roll Twenty and a bunch of other VTTs that will have easier access to tacticals because the problem with fourth edition which i ran into you know uh was that you needed to buy uh you know the maps the terrain the like you know minis and all mm. kind of stuff so it was an additional cost to everything so it was one of those situations where you'd set up the whole scene and i always went above and beyond for my players and then they'd be like you know what uh i actually want to go to the potion shop and i'm like okay and i'd wipe the entire board <laughs> and like set up the next scene and then oh, like oh, no. <laughs> so yeah and you could not play it effectively without using Mm -hmm. the grid because so many things were like Mm -hmm. you know the opponent adjacent to you takes this you know sort of thing but if you're doing theater of the mind that's like it's either always a yes or it's like Mm -hmm. a weird sort of no and everyone gets confused so Mm -hmm. um yeah i love it though uh and like now there, i'm finding my own community of people who also loved it you know because back in fourth edition times people hated it they were just like Mm -hmm. 3.5 for life and then like yeah so Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: Okay. well, how did then your experiences with D&D and like the awakening of being able to like being really good at something? How did that then lead to you getting involved in the actual TTRPG industry?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, So back. Uh, in the day When I w- Like I said before When I was running the four groups Like every single week You know uh, They were coming over So three groups met At like my parents house Which I lived with them During college And then one At a friend's house And my parents Were getting annoyed That so many people Were coming into our house And all that kind of stuff For multiple <laughs> hours Every you know uh, Time And my dad
3: I'm yeah. super popular i really <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah
2: exactly And then my dad Like you know would, would come and be like You need to find a way To make money off this and I'm like Oh dad Don't be silly There's no way To make money off of this And then like uh, So sure <laughs> enough Mm. those times actually built up like it feels like everything just fell into place where uh sure enough those times had built up uh my storytelling my like you know people management skills and customer service and all that kind of stuff uh Mm. and everything and then in a mix of like in 2012 Uh, I went to a, you know, convention, comic book convention, uh, found that a lot of like, you know, marginalized cosplayers were not getting the same representation as like white cosplayers. And that really got under my skin. So I started a whole blog to uplift different creatives and all that kind of stuff for marginalized creators. So those two things kind of like helped to, uh, like build that TTRPG industry, sort of like, you know, I'm ready for this sort of thing. But what uh, mm-hmm. happened was that I was all about my blog, going to every single convention, interviewing a bunch of people about their like, you know, uh, cosplay, the art of like, you know, um, you know, costume making, their you know nerdy passions, all that kind of stuff that went to a much deeper level uh, than like, you know, most of their interviewers would go. Um, mm. But it all came to a screeching halt when COVID hit because all conventions shut down. You know, like everyone was indoors. A lot of cosplayers fell off the scene and, you know, did something else, you know. And the team that I had assembled had all scattered to the winds to pursue other things, which was totally fine and valid. But for me, it was like the lowest point because I was like, I worked so hard for years to build this up and now it's gone. Mm. Like, what do I do? Like, who am I at this point? And uh, thankfully, what had happened was, I started to do and I did like TTRPG charity events like at my house with cameras and everything like that uh, just to get, you know, things uh, going. And I wanted to redo that. But in a a COVID friendly space, which was like, you know, uh, Discord and Zoom, you know, early, you know, ish stuff. So it naturally sort of warm transition got me into that sort of space. But what really happened, uh, what really kicked things off um was i had reached out to carlos luna who was a previous guest on three back halflings love that episode mm-hmm. uh also I, sh- I i didn't drop this line but i should have but i'm a, a first-time caller long-time listener um uh, for three back <laughs> hey! like, love the show <laughs> oh my god uh so um i uh reached out to a bunch of creatives to to interview you know tiny to pass bria you know brady mulligan all these people hmm. and carlos luna responded back and was like hey do you mind if we get on a Zoom call? I just have a few things to point out to you and I was like, uh, okay." And then so we got into this 2-hour long Zoom call and he's like, "That sounds like calls." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. he's like, "Hey man, listen, I just want to say that I like your stuff and everything like that. Um, but I think that you're doing it wrong." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then uh sounds so like <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. And he, yeah. he gave me that straight up advice like directly yeah, to great. the heart uh to yeah. be like, "Listen man, you are worthy, you are valid. We need you in our community to represent you know, the Latino community and all kinds of stuff. And you're hiding behind these different things, you know? And it was like, I I wasn't in therapy at that point, but like later on in therapy, I was like, holy shit, Carlos knew that. And then like, so he essentially had to give me this pep talk to be like, Uh, It needs to not be like my blog was named The Geek Life. And I was like, The blog, you know, you no longer can be The Geek Life. You have to be D'Angelo. You know, you have to really put yourself, you know, before your brand because you are the one doing 90% of the work. You're reaching out to everyone. You're doing all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Oh my God. And it changed my life. No joke. So from that point on, I really worked hard to build a brand for myself, being like, Hey, my name is D'Angelo. You know, I'm all about good vibes and like uplifting our community, marginalized creators, you know, uh, raising money for charity events, X, Y, and Z. And then, like that pep talk really led to that and just enough self-esteem like that, that level up in that jrpg to unlock the skills of like you know <laughs> uh you know loving yourself and you know think you could do everything yeah. and mm. yeah exactly <laughs> and then i just started to like you know all right i'm going to organize events who wants to be in this all right you, you you let's go ahead and do this and then like let's keep doing it and then learn what we did you know wrong and then you know improve and it ended up leading to uh, uh open doors for a bunch of stuff like uh D beyond had me like come and be on a guest on their stuff and write for them which i still do and all that kind of stuff and like you know um uh, renegade games asked me to be on their like vampire, the masquerade stuff. So it, it it's like really opening doors and it all happened one because of Carlos and two, because of my past experiences and everything uh, of those sort of pep talks. And just like, I can do this. I'm worthy. I am valid. It doesn't matter, you know, that I'm not the type a body or like, you know, whatever, like I can still contribute meaningfully. And, uh, yeah. Um, and that leads me to this point. Yeah. And then uh, now I'm on my favorite podcast, being able to like be a guest and all that. So it's
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is, uh, are you going to listen to this episode? Because like I always feel like I yeah. struggle to listen back to the episodes uh, that man, I'm in.
2: Uh, you know, I, I do just to make sure, like, how many ums did I do? Armando, oh, up to 500. And then, like, you know, try to improve the next <laughs> time. Well, I want to <laughs> let you know that all of your ums
4: are perfectly. Uh, we welcome all of your ums here. So please don't Oh, uh, Thank like you. you. I were, appreciate that.
0: Yeah. We're a pro um pro-um podcast. I
4: was here. literally, I just, just did half an um was like uh, 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 like because <laughs> well, now we said right, it uh, ju- I mean I don't know what noise to make because yep, exactly. saying um feels like a little bit like on the nose for this particular moment
0: <laughs>
4: um oh no I did it again I see that was genuinely <laughs> want that was it's not going a, a whole
0: episode yep, I'll yeah. jump in I'll jump in <laughs> please, don't worry uh, I wanted to ask actually hmm? speaking like speaking of uh how the, considering that um part of how like the way that you got into the uh the industry. In, was heavily related to your status as a person of color mm-hmm. what has your experience been like as mm-hmm. a brown person as a p- person of Latin descent as a person of color yeah. uh, in both the hobby as a whole and the industry specifically and I say this also in light of it seems like there's like a conga line of posts that every every few <laughs> weeks or every month somebody will make a post about how to engage with people with the industry mm-hmm. or how to engage with the hobby uh, and a, a group of people of color will emerge and kick the and say no excuse me you seem to be completely missing the experience of yeah. a lot of people yeah. mm.
2: from you how has it been for you specifically yeah so my personal journey uh has been a really like you know night and day experience so growing up uh being exposed to Lord of the Rings x-men Star wars all these awesome like pillars of geekdom, is just drowned in white you know, sort of like uh, you know, Eurocentric sort of like stuff and everything. Um and I didn't see my culture represented anywhere except for the like, you know, sexy ladies or the criminal or the like, you know, comic mm-hmm. relief or the just worker who's like, you know, whatever. And it really destroyed my self-esteem because I was like, oh my God. And the and the darker you go, the less you're, you're worth as like, you know, a Latino and everything. Um mm-hmm. so that's like been a bit of big experience sort of with with me. So I really like try to shy away from being mexican-american and chicano and everything uh and didn't want to acknowledge it at all and uh embrace other things you know uh so i like like deliberately did not learn spanish i deliberately did not try to eat like you know mexican food or anything like that but then it all came to a head when i got to like my uh you know 20s or so when uh because i was playing dungeons dragons and i was uh obviously you walk into um like a 2008 game store and you do not see much representation whatsoever not from warhammer ah! Dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. any of these sort of games that are major they do not care i don't want to say they do, they're do very strong but they they uh don't cater um to the marginalized experience or anything like that maybe they'll have like one for like oh see we're not racist we got like one person here mm-hmm. and like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so that it like it exactly yeah yeah. so it all like it all sort of like contributed to this feeling that like i don't matter i'm not worthy my story shouldn't be told because it's not like x y and z but then i got into a group of friends and again i had super low self-esteem i kick myself for this all the time um I got into like a group of uh, friends, friends, quote unquote, uh, that were like diet and sometimes full blown racist. And like, I would put up with it Mm. because I was like, if I don't have these friends in my life, I won't have anyone. So like I, you know, and oh, I I would make excuses for them and all that kind of stuff. But then their racist antics really started to rise and started making Mexican jokes and cracking at me and like, oh, but you're not really Mexican. So you can't get mad at that and all that kind of stuff. And then it just shattered, you know, for me, I just like, I did a 180 experience where I was like, you know what? like i can i curse on your podcast uh yeah, i don't please, know if I please, can. Please. Okay, especially yeah. in especially uh, in this context yeah, yeah exactly away. yeah <laughs> i was like fuck this shit like <laughs> please, i can't yes. like like i can't yeah, you know, believe that i'm putting up with this you know there's a lot to be mm-hmm. proud of and a lot of beauty in my culture and my skin tone and my music and you know, all right. that sort of stuff about my yeah. heritage yeah. like yeah. uh you know we contributed a lot to this country and there's nothing but pride that i should have for this and uh that really influenced my work because like one of the major things that I noticed was for the like Dungeons dragons, the Yanti are this like Mesoamerican inspired culture that is like hardcore mm. evil back in the day, they worked to try to like make it better. Uh But they like, took that heritage and bastardize it. And they did it with a lot of other cultures or whatever. And that really just got in my skin. I was like, you know what? Every game I'm going to play, I'm going to be, you know, welcome to not only my culture, but other cultures as well. Like this will be a safe place. And like, at least at my table for, you know, uh, things that I want to see, I want to change this community for the better and start with my table sort of thing. Yeah. So I started to, uh, like really work on that, um, aspect and people started to flock to me because they felt that that sort of difference that like they were used to sort of white GMs that like which maybe try or not even try to make the situation better uh, and when they came to my table they were like this is nice this is a good change of pace like I feel welcome here and suddenly I have I started noticing mm-hmm. I had a lot of like uh, gamers that were women and like you know gamers that were LGBTQ and all that kind of stuff and I just like was super down with it and uh, so as I got more and more into the TTRPG community I really like stuck true to that. Like I want to be that safe place. Like there are other places that you can have other experiences, but at least for my table, you can be, you know, whoever you want to be, no shade, no anything. You will feel welcome and warm and safe here. And
4: like, it does seem to be something that, a, a, like a theme I think that I've noticed with a lot of people that we've spoken to on this podcast and that we've that I've just met in life of that kind of denying your kind of uh your cultural heritage to to, mm-hmm, to fit in mm-hmm. you know um uh like I literally if I, like if we ever, if we ever released a video version of this you'll see me reeling back in actual physical pain yeah. when you said uh when you are when you you know you commented saying of oh you're not really mexican or whatever like that just uh, you know because I used to yeah. have that one all the time, like oh, but you're not black though, you know what I mean? And it was, just, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, it, it, yeah, exactly. And it's just, <laughs> I think it's such a, it's, it's that real, like to coin a nunati phrase, it's a real sparkling racism, you know what I mean? It's that kind of just mm-hmm. like real light touch where it, where it feels like it would be out of place for me to just lose it at you and just, yeah, to, exactly. do you know what I mean? And to call or to call you out and to say, yep. you know what I mean? It feels like it would be wrong of me somehow because it's not quite enough. Like you didn't say. Any particular mm. word or phrase You were just mm-hmm. kind of having A little bit of a jest but like It's, it's a real what, you can't take a
0: joke? We're all friends exactly. here
4: exactly. Exactly. That like, it's such a, yep. But it's such a Cutting comment I think Because it's, it's effectively yeah. like saying Well you don't really belong with those People but you mm-hmm. don't belong with mm-hmm. us Do you know what I mean it's, yep. like, it's like you're saying I'm denying you Access to you know somewhere you might Feel comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm denying you Access with us because you're also not mm-hmm. one of us do you know what i yeah, mean yeah. or or they're trying to do it in a weird reverse psychology way where they're sort of saying oh no, no don't be with them be with us because we're it's do
0: you know what we are right. is somehow different yeah. or do you or know what i, like I mean you're one of the good ones yeah exactly. Like, exactly you're not like those other yeah like yeah 100
4: yeah but i think it's but then just really quickly that jams up, i'd just love to ask as well <laughs> like when then because for me and if you know if you've listened to the show or anyone's listened to the show you know this podcast was a huge part of me exploring you know a lot of that a lot of my blackness you know what i mean like especially in some of our earlier episodes because um it was during a time where i was coming to terms with a lot of that stuff and really Mm -hmm. you know kind of going a little bit through that revelation and for some reason i decided to do it in public um but i'm just really interested to know you know how did that feel for you getting to like kind of re-embrace you know uh, uh you know that latino side that you know that culture yep. you know eat that food you know like that kind of do you know what i mean like all yeah, of those kind exactly. of. like what was that experience like for you and 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 then how how did that enrich in your what like enrich your work
2: yeah it, it's uh it always goes in cycles. You know, it always goes like, uh, it's a journey for sure. Because, um, there was that, that phase where I was like, I fully embraced my culture, but then there would be people from my own culture would be like, you don't speak Spanish. You're not real. And it's like, ah, you know like Uh uh uh, now I get attacked uh both sides so um, so it's really building that thick skin to be like no I am enough like I, I don't speak Spanish you know I but at the same time my bloodline can be traced you know back you know multiple generations that are still in this sort of country or sorry in this state like my uh, my ancestors are from a tribe called the Yaqui tribe, which uh, actually have been in Arizona before Arizona was even a state sort of thing. So like wow. I am from here and like, <laughs> they are also considered like a Mexican tribe, very like uh, controversial, like opinions and all that kind of stuff. But uh, essentially like my roots can be found, you know, sort of thing. And that, so I a hundred percent, there's no denying that I am of Mexican heritage and everything and I like, you know, embrace it fully sort of thing. So now at the age of 32, uh, I a hundred percent am proud to be who I am, like, you know, and all my flaws and imperfections, I still am beautiful and worthy and valued, you know, mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I try, and I can see in the community, there are people older than me, younger than me, my same age, you know, more followers, less followers, what have you that uh, are in their different journeys of where they like identify and with themselves, you know, and all kind of stuff. And it's always, uh, I feel like my place, um, to be that, that like safe harbor for them to be able to like embrace their culture, not me forcing them to embrace their culture, not me judging them or anything like that or trying to force them to do whatever, but just to be like, you know, Hey, today we're going to go ahead and uh, have- this headgum podcast is
1: brought to you by aura frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers. Aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura frame. Holy shit, even Aunts? Yes, especially Aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for... HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames dot com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: A few like Puerto Rican inspired you know, sort of things here. I created a game called Emerald Templars. Uh, It is a dark fantasy tabletop role-playing game. And one thing I love about it is that I incorporated a lot of different cultures sort of into it and brought writers of those cultures to be able to share their experiences and, like, you know, build this awesome world in it. So to promote the game and do playtesting at the same time, I hosted an event and brought, you know, people together. And they're all Latino and everything. And uh, unbeknownst to me, they were all Puerto Rican. And uh, so... It was wild to have them play the game. And then they looked at different like foods and weapons and all kinds of like, oh, my God, this is from my native tribe. Like, oh, my God, this is from like, you know, these sort of things. And they're like, whoa, this what the heck? and they were like, their minds were genuinely blown. And uh, they were so excited to be able to pick that weapon and embrace that part of their culture in a TTRPG, mm. you know, sort of space. And it it really showcased that moment of, of validity, you know, to me that like the work that I am doing is good because these are genuinely happy, good experiences that if I did not do this, they would not have had this experience. And who knows when they would have had this experience because they they've been playing ttrpgs for years and never had that, you know, mm-hmm. until they stepped, sat at my table, played my game and then you know were able to check this out. So it was a. Uh, Everything like when I get those experiences, it just pushes me to do more and continue and just keep going, you know, and it's a it's a wonderful feeling for sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: that's
4: amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing.
2: That that actually leads into what I was going to ask you, which is
0: um, I've read Uh, Without even realizing it, I'd actually read multiple articles that you had written for D&D Beyond. uh, Oh, really? That's awesome. uh, Yeah, as well as on Start Playing Games. Yeah. (laughs) uh, And there are articles on both of those sites about incorporating elements of your heritage, uh, your cultural heritage into your work and into your games. And I wanted to ask, can you talk about how you uh, go about doing that? And also, uh, please tell us about Emerald Templars, which uh, Mm. seems to be sort of
2: the culmination of a lot of that work. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it was, it was answering this question was really hard years ago, but now it's easier because a lot of our perception of fantasy is rooted in Eurocentric sort of like, you know, stuff. So like, you know, knights and, you know, kingdoms and all this sort of stuff, uh, are just very like, you know, like just white essentially. And, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) in our games that we play it's still like very heavily rooted in that so to unroot that sort of stuff um, it's like oh you're not eating like you know turkey or whatever you're eating tacos and enchiladas and like having horchata and all that kind of stuff and then like uh, the music that is playing is mariachis that are actually like you know doing it and not like heavily focusing on it but just simply like letting it be a part of the scene and just like after a while people like it really like this was nice this is refreshing this is a whole new experience that I've never had you know to be able to, to do this and the same with the names you know so like instead of it being like you know lord whatever you know uh nottingham or something like that it's Mm -hmm. like uh you know uh castillo and like you know uh camacho and all these sort of names that we've heard before Mm -hmm. and everything but not in positions of power and respect and like knighthood and and whatever other you know sort of things and uh being able to just like rework some of those things uh makes it to be a whole new experience that you and there you know even just people of importance being like uh darker skin tones mm-hmm, and having yeah. them be like, you know, uh, of different, you know, moral alignments, you know? So they're like, Oh, so they're, they're just people, you know, instead of, yep. uh, cause I've seen other people like do this, like really wrong. Unfortunately we all have. It. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's essentially what I do is just like, you know, um, just mix everything around and be able to just present it, you know, and not really emphasize it. And then people start getting used to just a world where it doesn't matter, you know, the the color of your skin it matters the content of your character, essentially, you know, yeah. and that really hits home for people. And they're like, you know, I like this feeling because after you because, yeah, uh, after people like oftentimes play emerald templars they'll go to another game system and then play it and be like i wish i was playing emerald templars uh because like there's it's it's because everything else is so used to what you're already used to and you just don't realize it. it's like the norm you know yeah but it shouldn't be the norm you know it's uh oversaturated yeah but i, I, I think that yeah. you you hit on something so key there for TTRPGs, and i think
4: it's such a fantastic piece of advice for uh gms and and like creators uh yeah. you know like yourself which is like the little details are so important because everyone Mm -hmm. has a default now not everyone it won't it won't always be a eurocentric default but i would probably mm. guess that like 80% of like the world like the yeah. the default for like a medieval time with magic and stuff will be you know a a very like eurocentric knights and you know merlin and whatever um and i think those little details are so so important and like yeah the positions of power all of those things like just a sprinkle in you know i always love it when you get to a book and like when you're mm-hmm. reading a good book and you and you know it describes like a meal and you get like you know just it, just describing like spices and do you know what I mean like yeah. it, it always gets i always, it, it mm-hmm. feels so visceral for me like eating and smelling mm-hmm. and and things like that and i just think it's like one of like little things like that can really transport you to to a different world and i think maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. the temptation is with uh you know oh we're going to explore a you know a, 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 i don't know a, a sort of Nigerian inspired setting to go yeah. like mm-hmm. just research Nigeria and put loads of stuff in and actually it's just like no 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 like what food do they eat what's the like mm-hmm. smells like, the what details, yeah. like what do they manufacture like what do they manufacture in these places like so what's getting kicked up on the you know on the on the road and like things like that I think is yeah is uh, is is really essential and it's actually funny as you were talking then as well it just reminded me that um I was like I, I think we were having it was during a Three Black Halflings episode once and it was like we were talking about biases. And I remember after the episode, i like, I don't have any biases. And then I went back through my notes. <laughs> I, went, I went back through my notes and I realized that Neil, and I'm not like nearly every single like like king, queen, like p- duke, mayor, whatever was a black mm. woman. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> like I wasn't trying to do that. Yes, but literally, well, <laughs> like every single one I was going through, like all of the most powerful people in this in this empire were black women. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh. amazing. Huh? I, this <laughs> is a- really <laughs> teaching me something about myself. That's so interesting. It's not yeah. a bad
3: bias to have. is all I'm gonna say. As a black woman, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> just. Exactly. So I think I'm
4: just I think basically my my subconscious was like I'm happy to be told what to do by black women. Like that's <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm let's like, go I, deeper. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's let's
0: talk about that now. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I, so I think it's It's fine. My wife says we don't have to talk about it, so
3: it's fine. <laughs> my wife is uh, behind the camera right now and she's like going, Yeah, no, she's like
4: no, we don't no. talk about it there you go. Um
3: <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like it's probably like a similar experience that like um like playing in Wagadu for the first time oh
1: yeah like
3: it's it's so it's so comforting to just be in like to be playing like a kind of fantasy in a fantasy environment but just knowing that like you're at home in a way you know like it's it's Mm. yeah it's just an Mm -hmm. interesting feeling and it's really cool that you've been able to like capture that D'Angelo yeah
2: yeah for sure it came with a lot of learning though because i also fell into the trap of uh, that a lot of people do that like you know if i do enough research i a mexican can write about you know like uh japanese experiences mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which is 100% no like that's no mm-hmm. matter how much research how much time how much whatever you invest you cannot tell the experiences of another culture you know yeah. you need to bring in someone from those cultures to let them speak you know and that was a big learning curve that i had to you know get over uh, which thankfully it was very brief and nothing major mm. you know sort of came yeah. of it and it like uh led to a very beautiful and diverse team that mm. even like obviously you know because like uh even in my case, you know, uh the writers that we have, like one of them is like, you know, from Mexico, born and raised in Mexico, came to America. I am like uh, multiple generations, like I said, like my tribe was in in Arizona, so I've been in Arizona the whole time. And then another one who uh is like, you know, I think across the country, uh in another state or whatever. So even though we're all like, you know, Latinos, we have vastly different experiences, you know, and that's the same thing mm-hmm. that obviously was with the whole team, you know. Uh so It was beautiful to see them come in and bring what they love, not only for their culture, but as creatives, you know, some people like horror and some people like, you know, other stuff. And they got to like really breathe life into this. And it's like, it's so beautiful. So, uh, it's really cool. Yeah.
4: I just really quickly just want to jump in as well. I think that was such an important thing you just said, but I really want to highlight it, Mm -hmm. which is like, I think a lot of the time we get, Uh, either ask questions or people will you know one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about a lot of this stuff is because we wanted to try and encourage people of all kind of backgrounds to include you know more diverse elements within their games you know even if you're on an all white table you know try and have uh, and explore you know these uh, like other cultures and things like that and i think that Mm -hmm. what you said was so essential which is don't try and tell the experience of this culture yes like don't try and because that's the part that you can't you can't know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you can Mm -hmm. still tell us how you feel about Mm -hmm. like this you know like the sights the smells the 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 things that are going on like you can almost tell us your experience and your joy meeting that culture and you can give us that gift do you know what i mean like that's that's valid but i think you're absolutely right i just i really love the way you phrase that the idea of just not trying to tell someone else's story because that's essentially where i think we really get into those pitfalls of like no no no, like that isn't something that can be captured that's something that is is experienced and needs to come Mm -hmm. from that place uh you know that rooted place
3: i I feel like i've even seen like a bit of that in in this chat today like for example earlier on d'angelo when you were talking about the kind of um stereotypes that like you saw on in media growing Mm -hmm. up like hearing what you were saying i was just like oh my god yeah and i never thought of things from that perspective before and it was just like it's Mm. so i love seeing the world through other people's eyes and that's like a beautiful thing that you can do if you just include more people on your team it's just exactly yeah you know
2: and everyone grows Mm. from it you know like it Mm. uh we become better writers and creatives by like you know getting the experiences from other people and being able to like you know uh like understand that and empathize and everything yeah so it's cool Mm. Mm
0: -mm. Mm. this year i had watched uh the the anime cyberpunk edge runners and Mm -hmm. the fact that the main character Mm. in that the protagonist in that show is uh latino is like whoa like you wouldn't see that in most cartoons let alone Mm an anime Mm -hmm. of all things yeah Yeah.
3: uh
0: but it makes perfect sense because i'm pretty sure the show takes place in la anyway so it's like oh yeah Yeah. of course that's awesome
3: Uh, Night City is kind of like Cyber LA, I guess. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah. Game. Isn't
0: isn't like Night City canonically
2: like descended directly from LA or I like in so. California or something? Yeah, like I that. still need to play the game, so I need to like uh, ah, check it out. I've seen like the the anime, and it's amazing. Oh my god, I loved it so, so much. Good. Uh, so good, yeah. But I also we we live in a good age where we like the work is, is starting to be done, you know, where like the next generations will benefit from all of our hard work and like, you know, sort of, uh, effort, which is really awesome. Mm. Uh, because even I remember like, um, it happened a while ago and and, like, I'm going to probably misquote it and like all that kind of stuff. But I remember reading an article that the like creator of fire force, which is an anime, uh, uh, found out that there was a need or want for more black representation in media. And he's like, i'll just add it to my anime and he just like mm. did and like made fleshed out you know like, characters with depth you know awesome characters uh black without any sort of resistance You'd be like done you know you got it and then it was like incredible and uh it was like why can't this you know happen more like yeah. and they weren't like race swapped they were just like full-blown just like you know just, uh, on their own just right. yeah just me right. you know yeah and it yeah. was incredible mm. oh yeah. yeah so
4: well i think um uh i was, I was, I was sort of looking towards wrapping this up i just wanted to say first of all like this is just such a joy getting to talk to you i feel like mm-hmm. you know the the kind of energy that you bring to to the space and the way that you like so eloquently speak about these things you know it reminds me of like some of the best guests that we've had on this this podcast so those <laughs> yeah. who are able to like eloquently articulate the, in a way that like, I think everyone can kind of understand and appreciate uh, why these things are important, like within our work and within our like uh, creativity and and not why they're, you know, Oh, this is really bad. If you do this or bad, if you do that, but it's like, no, this is like going to help you. This is going to enrich your work. And I think that um, you, you put that really eloquently and I, and I really enjoyed that. So um, before we kind of like move to one of the last questions, I don't know if uh, Jeremy, please jump in if you had anything else that you wanted to sort of specifically get to or cover. but I was just going to ask you, D'Angelo, if there's anything uh, that you particularly wanted, like shout out, or you wanted to talk about something that you've worked on um, that just feels, you know, obviously we've
0: spoken about our Emerald Templars, but um, yeah, just yeah, that was actually going to be my question. Tell us a bit more about yeah, Emerald yeah. Templars. <laughs> yeah. I'll go into yeah. a little bit of detail, so the yeah. folks, the folks out there who haven't, who aren't familiar with it, yeah. uh, can, can go find idea. it. Yeah, we'll put a link by the way to because uh, I'm pretty sure it's on
4: the uh, RPG. Uh yeah drive, it through, oh, drive through dry, yeah drive through RPG drive through RPG that's yeah. one mm-hmm. uh so we'll, there'll be a link to to that in the in the description so people can find it but yeah tell us a bit more about it
2: yeah for sure so uh I've loved TTRPGs for like a long time, 2008, you know, specifically and everything. And, uh, in playing a lot of different TTRPGs, uh, it was one of those things. And I don't know why I have this in me, but like when there's something that I really, really like want, but don't have, I tend to create it, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. like I, I need it to exist in some way, some, you know, shape or form. And I have to, you know, uh, do the work to, to bring it to life and everything like that. So that's the same thing with Emerald Templars, where not only did I have these sort of issues, uh, with the representation of my culture in different TTRPGs lack thereof or misrepresented or like, you know, what have you and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also of the mental aspect of like, um, the mental health aspect of TTRPG. So for example, when you play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you have your gear on and all that kind of stuff and you're like, "Oh, there's a necromancer down in this crypt. Let's go ahead and descend down this sort of stuff. We're seeing a bunch of dead bodies and like my teammate just got their arm chopped off, whatever." And then they like, you know, <laughs> there's no impact with their mental health whatsoever. It's just like you walk mm-hmm. out of there and it's no problem. And that yeah. always like really hit me kind of hard because even in a situation where, like, oh, these people, you know, uh, like, your, your favorite podcast wants to have you on to be able to talk about yourself. It's, like, anxiety immediately. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just like, uh, uh, so, like, uh, I can't imagine what they go through, these characters that we play that, like, you know, descend in the depths of the earth and it's, like, potentially going to face death you know so that was mm-hmm. something that really spoke volumes to me so when i created emerald templars i wanted this dark fantasy experience but also to have different aspects of the game that characters had to really pay attention to and uh, so instead of there being like just your hp that represents everything it there's different stress meters so there's like you know your physical stress your exhaustion mm-hmm. your anxiety your anger and your lucidity and uh, in this when you play the game uh, failing at different tasks or having conflicts with people, whether it be social or physical, your stress starts to accumulate. And what I found, mm. which is really, like, really cool, which is like intended, but I didn't know it was going to work so well, is it led to very organic experiences uh, in role playing where, like, you know, a character is in a social conflict with someone else and they get so much anxiety they're about to have a breakdown. And the other characters are compelled to be like, no, 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 no. Like, like, you know, let's get involved and let's to kind of calm the jump situation Jump in with down. the healing, right? Jump, yeah. Jump in. Like, if, like the yeah. someone's down kind of things the two stress yeah, down one of those jump things in. Where like, yeah, you that. have your limits you know you cannot yeah. do everything and you've got to like cool down whether you're and it's and I have mechanics in the game to be able to have your companions help you with this mm. so they're like hey man it's going to be okay you're going to like you have to role play it as well to be like you know we're going to get through this you're going to see your kids again you're going to x y and z and be like okay and it like you know heals your sort of anxiety or if someone makes you food you know and you eat a warm meal you get like your anxiety yeah. restored and all that kind of stuff and like and like these things that are like the little details of like you know um you know how do you bring an in income are you an artist like you know do you want to prove all that x y and z like there's the TTRPG that i've always wanted created not only that but written by people from these different cultures that i've mm-hmm. never like seen or if i did see it was like in really weird ways by other companies and allow them free access free reign to be able to you know you know, paint a word picture of whatever they wanted to. And it's led to such incredible, like lore, like one of the mm-hmm. like cities that we have in the game is a necro- like a necromancy based city. And before you die, you have to indicate like, do you want your body to be raised by another necromancer or do you not want it to be raised by a necromancer? And it's like these like little <laughs> tiny things and it's solely like, you know, open and like sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's uh, been a really beautiful experience. And every time I sit down with a group to actually play it, uh, they come back with a really like, uh, like just amazing experience sort of with it uh from a lot of different angles whether it be mental health you know uh wise or just the representation aspect and uh it's uh it's also it's very like semi-crunchy so uh combat is is like intense so people like kind of like that um so it's uh it's really cool i really like it it's i finally could like completed my goal of being able to not only make a, like a chorizo burrito and then eat it, and it gives you mechanical mm-hmm. benefits to the game. You know, it's like <laughs> in the game sort of thing, and like you know, so uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. So I. Like, love my art. I love the game and everything. I'm always going to put it on sale that way. Anyone who wants to play it won't be barred by, like, super financial, like, you know, like, uh, you don't have to pay $50 for it. You can just pay, like, you know, right now it's on there for, like, $12 and it's a brand new game. So if you're ever interested in, you know, checking it out, definitely snag it because I just want to... Bring that value and that sort of joy to your life through TTRPGs in in my own sort of way. And if people like it, then I'll continue to build upon it and, you know, uh, create more additional content sort of for it. So, uh, Mm. uh, yeah
1: and that is it, it, it kind yeah. of
2: sounds like it as well it would be just such a fantastic way to bring new players to
4: ttrpgs because i think mm. that mm-hmm. sometimes the idea of role-playing kind of like raw you know which it, yeah. it, it kind of yeah. feels a little bit like sometimes with with a lot of others uh you know having those kind of meters that you know just give you like a bit of a gentle indication of like how you're holding up kind of mentally i think is yeah just like uh you know adds an, 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 another layer of like intrigue if you're an experienced player but mm-hmm. another layer of like kind of almost like guardrails if you're Mm. A really experienced yeah. player you know what i mean and and just having a bit of a like oh okay that's what happens if i push myself too far or or whatever yeah, yeah I, I and really it's like,
2: like in in other TTRPGs, it's like i'm only going to care about you when you need me you know when you're dying and all that kind of stuff like when you're on the ground mm. and you have no zero hp that's only when i'm going to care about you you know but in, in this experience it's like like okay you're almost at your halfway point and that's like you know pretty bad so i'm going to take this you know i'm going to go ahead and do this like are you sure you want to do that because we can always you know and it just builds this sort of organic you know Uh, Mm -hmm. intimacy amongst the group Uh, and it's like it's wild it's like pretty cool yeah
0: Amazing. Yeah, like, compassion is a mechanic. Yes! Exa- yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're rewarded yeah. for it, Talk, so. Talk about something that we just need in
4: 2023. Like, let's just make, like, <laughs> compassion a mechanic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just in life. Like, you just, we, yeah. you need to get, like, five compassion points a day. I think we should just instate that, that <laughs> exactly. as, like, a thing <laughs> that just the world needs right now. Roll for kindness. Roll yeah. for <laughs> kindness. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I would so love good. to, uh, Diangelo, if you've got a, a maybe a, a tale or a story or something uh maybe from uh one of uh, a game that you've run in, in this system or just something that sticks out for you it can be you know i think you've listened to the show before it's it can be anything kind of hilarious shocking scary yeah emotional yeah. whatever you want it to be just something that sticks out in your mind I, i'd love that
3: one time that your <laughs> character found out that they were mexican uh i think you were, you <laughs> yeah exactly there you go yeah, yeah that, well,
2: there you go yeah that's it Oh wow. Well, so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, there was um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it was I think last year or a like a year and a half ago. Um, I was doing a kids on Vroom session, uh, and it was for charity. You know, just a you know simple game. I don't know why, but like uh, probably my ADHD or something like that. But like, uh, hardcore procrastinated night before, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I got to write this adventure. So I like was just like wrote it down, got into a real big flow and like i was like okay cool you know this, this should be good i think they will be this will be entertaining enough for it you know otherwise they'll hate me and just block me and never talk to me again and i'll <laughs> die you know like no no, no. so uh, so the next day happens and uh you know uh join the zoom call like hey guys how's it going nice to meet you all you know i'm deangel i'll be your gm for this you know day uh we're gonna play kids on brooms and the story was uh, simply that like they were kids at a magical academy and uh time had frozen for everyone but them. And uh they were like, oh shit, how does this, you know, what's going on? And they had to investigate it. And uh they're like you know, jokes were sort of cracked and like intense combat scenes happened. But at the end of the tale, uh, they had found out that the source of this whole thing was a- another magical student who had been to school in a few days. Uh, and her father had actually died of a sort of a heart attack. And mm. she was so overwhelmed by this like emotion that her magic was amplified. And she ended up causing this sort of like, di- you know, disruption in sort of mm. magic. And I watched one of my players like start crying and I was like, oh shit and then uh and we use safety tools and I asked like what are your boundaries like let me know I'll never you know have it there or anything like that and you know nothing here was actually there but it was a very intense emotional thing and meanwhile I heard the pings happen in my ear for like discord or whatever and I was and I was in the middle of like describing this tale and the story and painting the scene of this very emotional heavy you know scene and everyone was like really taking it in and then like responding in their very meaningful ways on how they want to greet this girl and comfort her and talk her down from like you know destroying the world because of her grief and everything and i like alt tabbed and went to my discord and uh the like producer who like invited me to the event was like dude you know x player had a heart attack six months ago and like you know uh this was like you know and i was like Oh. oh my god and oh i felt so bad and like you you could see it on his face once he gave that context i could see him wrestling with these emotions and processing it and really and then you know people were messaging like do you want us to take a break like do you want us to like x y and z he was like no i'm fine keep going please keep going and then i was like okay so like I uh you know played it out you know had everything with like wrapped it up in a bow where they were able to talk her down comfort her and were her support group through this and were able to make, make sure she had a, like a better life and everything and there were uh, I think a couple other players that also cried but uh not as intensely and intimately as this one player and after the session I apologized profusely to him and was like I am so sorry about that I did not know had I known I never would have done it and he had actually said like no no no. like I appreciate this because I had not confronted my feelings on this for this mm-hmm. whole time I was wow. denying it I was like avoiding all this media, and I didn't know how much I, I, you know, felt about this. And this helped me sort of process, you know, sort of the situation. And I was like, I still feel like shit, but okay, I'm glad that this like helped you, you know. And uh, and it just really once again sort of showcased the art of storytelling and the positive impact it can, Mm -hmm. the, the true impact it can have on our souls. Maybe it's just art in general and being a creative and how much power you wield when you actually put, you know, uh, effort into it. And it showcased in that moment. And I was like, you know, I have to, speed with co- you know caution and responsibility you know like yeah. when i create because like it can lead people to feel real emotions mm, uh yeah. God. T- yeah. T- yeah.
4: TTRPGs are fucking great guys like that's so, like, <laughs> so oh, great right? <laughs> wow
2: that's so good
0: oh, um and you're fucking dream. great d'angelo uh this is yeah. this has yeah. been such Thank a wonderful you. chat yeah. i really I appreciate you guys you, oh you actually are a friendly neighborhood dm I yeah, yeah really <laughs> when, when i see players crying i'm like
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah. there you go, ah, we go.
3: Somebody holds Here up the x we go. card, and jeremy's like no no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: message deleted uh, no. we yeah. got the <laughs> the, the sanctity of the x card must be respected <laughs> yeah but if absolutely. look if people ain't Xing, and i'm like all right let's yeah. keep <laughs> yeah. you're right there <laughs> let's you keep go going. but i
4: think i yeah. think that um I think just to wrap us up here and, and, and we'll throw it over to you as well, but, you know, I think you hit on something so important there, which is to remember that like TTRPG is essentially is essentially storytelling, which is pr- probably one of the oldest forms, you know, for me, it's like one of the oldest forms of humanity, right? It's like we've yeah. kind of forever been telling stories from the moment someone yes. scratched something on the side of a cave, you know, we've been telling stories because it is so important for that exact reason, you know, processing feelings uh you know moving forward as a society learning how to grow and empathize and you know all of those uh all of those things and i think that tt RPGs are kind of really for me like morphing into this kind of like modern based like almost like experience-led uh version of storytelling Mm -hmm. which is going to allow players and people to process that stuff like in the you know in in their own um you know space. in in yeah in a safe space yeah. um and uh, you know literally uh, uh, um staying with a friend of mine who I've mentioned on the show a bunch of times who teaches in a school and um uh, and it's a school for you know really kind of challenged uh, you know young men who have been through yeah. a lot of things and you know hearing the the experience of you know some of them who you know can't sit still for longer than like 5 minutes suddenly sitting there mm. for 3 hours playing a D&D mm, D game yeah. is just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible and i think the pa- the power of it really is... There and um, uh, and I can I can genuinely say that I think the the industry is a lot better for having uh, folks like yourself in it. So uh, oh, thank, thank you, you. so Stay much you for guys. coming.
2: Oh my gosh, <laughs>
4: but but genuinely, thank you so much for giving up thank your time you. uh, you so and being much. here. We really appreciate it. Uh, Diablo, please tell all of the halflings, uh, which I guess maybe includes yourself, who is listening <gasps> to this right now. Um, uh, uh, where can people find you on the internet and uh, follow all of the amazing things that you're doing?
2: yeah you can find me on uh all social medias at that underscore d'angelo uh i post a ton about on twitter about vampires and werewolves and star trek so uh <laughs> and also TTRPGs and everything and i'm always up to charity events so feel free to throw a follow and uh, if you ever want to play with me just like you know apply to one of my games and i'll be able to bring you into a charity event or something so um uh, yeah That's cool. hell yeah that sounds amazing
0: and you have an, an emerald templar stream Ooh, uh, I, would, I would be yeah. I would that, be, that uh, a certain not good this. a
2: talented guest star is going to be on the next wait, episode. Wait, yeah. I'm on I'm on. I? I didn't even realize. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, okay. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah hold on. What
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what is it? Uh, I guess this is going to come out actually in advance of that episode. So we should specifically say on July 30th. Yes. Uh, I will be. I will be joining the Emer- Emerald Templar stream. I'll be playing with my dad.
4: And just to clarify, <laughs> just so no one gets confused, That is is Jasper William Cartwright is going to be on Emerald. Yes. I yeah, Jasper William go, Cartwright. Yeah, yeah. hey, I'm confusing
3: Cartwright. you, Jasper, if you keep pushing it. You're you're pushing. Right? Look, yeah. at least
4: the thing is, it makes me feel better because if we confuse them on the show, then at least in my head, yes. they'll have an excuse in
0: real life. Yeah, uh, exactly. Whereas at the there moment, they if don't we, have an excuse. If we say it, we say it it's okay. If <laughs> yeah. they say it, it really hurts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's our
4: thing. You
0: oh can't my say God.
4: The
0: thing is, we're laughing and joking. I get
4: to call. Me that <laughs> it's we're laughing and joking like it hasn't happened at least twice since we last
2: brought it oh. up on the
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, multiple
0: times. Uh, it's, it's, if oh, someone's
2: goodness. if someone's brown and bearded, they always mistake me for someone else. And like you know, it's just like <laughs> welcome oh, to the happens, club, D'Angelo. I, I, I exactly, guess right. Yeah. I yeah. guess oh. now you're
4: here. You'll be joining the the Jasper Jeremy Cannon. So yeah. be look forward to that. I guess <laughs> there you go. Uh, are calling you yep. G
0: Angelo. I, I,
4: think I will be. I will enjoy being called D'Angelo for like for a while that'd be, yes, that'd, be nice. that'd be nice that'd be a great a, name it's a great <laughs> name. It's a great thank name. you
2: thank you I, Strong. Well, you can you can thank my parents yeah ah, uh you.
4: amazing uh olivia <laughs> olivia kennedy <laughs> i went for your full-ass name there i'm so sorry <laughs> yes,
0: that was that uh, was <laughs> intense i worked for marie kennedy uh <laughs> i'm guessing about the the middle name yeah
3: Wait, what did you think my middle name is?
0: (laughs) I guessed it was Marie.
3: No, (laughs) it's actually uh, it's actually Neve, Irish. It's Neve.
0: Neve. Oh, Olivia Neve Kennedy. Olivia
4: Neve Kennedy. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet?
3: You can find me. I am on all socials. At Dust Dark Magic. Yeah.
4: Well um, done for getting your socials together, Liv. Thank well you done. so much. Um, next,
3: it'll be my life. I'll get together. Um, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there, just, and it'll except, be
0: just as easy as changing your so social media easy. handles. So <laughs> just easy. a lot of dark magic. It's a just lot, a
3: lot of dark I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, but I, except, except for Twitch, which is Olivia Dust Dark Magic, because I feel like you need the name in there, you know? Ah. Yeah. Brandon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, also, you can find me over on youtube.com com forward slash dicebreaker which is a, a youtube channel and it's a web a website as well all about tabletop stuff all the tabletop things war games yeah. um it, yeah, role-playing games the guard games all 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 of them um also you should go and subscribe to youtube.com forward slash three black halflings for Woo. more stuff from us
0: thank you Yay. yeah uh yeah. jeremy marcus cobb where can people find you on the internet so uh you can find me, uh Jasperemy William Cobright <laughs> at uh you can find me at on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb One, uh Cobb with Two B is the number one. You can find me on Instagram at the Cobbmeister, uh, but you can also find me uh on Twitch, twitch.tv slash casual quest live, where I be streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays we stream uh um Fallout New Vegas uh with my character slam tacular Stan <laughs> and uh who has yet to slam anything. And uh, does on Thursday's. Did he not we slam street. it down big style? <laughs> no, I, uh, well, I did oh actually, I did actually get slammed down big
2: style oh. by Fisto, the robot. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you, you did. I thought yes. you would have done
3: something else,
2: but. Yeah, sure. you did. Yeah. Okay. I, I now get that okay. reference okay. because I'm watching Crown of Candy and a bunch of other ones. So hey, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's really
0: good, right? It's oh really, my God. Really I
2: cried at like
0: certain oh, episodes. Oh yeah, my gosh, It's yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Episode nine, I think is the big one uh, that everybody's like. oh
3: yeah, That ruined me. If you haven't watched Crown of Candy, oh my God go
0: watch it yeah. go watch it yeah it's, good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> good it's good it's good um but you can also uh in addition to me streaming there uh you can also uh if you want to play with me uh i'm gonna hey. be i'm gonna be dming at uh d3 at C, uh Ooh. coming this october Whoa. so I, I believe you can already go and sign up for my table it's gonna be awesome it's a cruise Whoa. you can sit on a, a big old cruise ship Hell with yes. me Playing D and D, yes, dream. and it's going to be an Uttarum setting. So yes. we're going to be doing it's the setting for Outlaws and Obelisks. What are, what are the dates uh, for this Jeremy? Game. What are the dates so that people can yeah. see? Uh, if I'm free. going to tell you the exact dates <gasps> in just tell a us moment. The exact uh, date, It's going to be the less
3: time than it actually is in real life yeah. because I'm imagining that Daniel is going to cut out I mean, some no, of the time. Nah, nah, nah. No, 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 it's, of it. it's all gold. It's all gold. It's all gold. content. We have to save per minute, so we need to keep this going as long as we can, Jeremy. Yes, just make this. That is in fact
0: okay. We are we are disembarking from new york city on october 29th and arriving back in new york city on november 5th remember remember
4: ah very good I see very yes. good yes uh, and i will uh, and
0: i will be yeah i will be I will be running a dnd campaign uh at outlaws and obelisks uh uh setting utaram as well as a paradox perfect one-shot so if you have oh, listened nice. to our Paradox Perfect uh, mm-hmm. one shots and enjoyed that insanity mm-hmm. please sign up for some of that and experience the madness that is Paradox Perfect mm-hmm. uh, So yeah, I it, think those are pretty much it, the places yeah. you can find me. It I is like,
4: indeed madness okay. uh, Speaking of madness uh, you can follow me on Twitter and oh. uh, other some of the other social media sites uh, that aren't burning to the ground uh, at JW <laughs> underscore Cartwright uh, and um i don't have a twitch i probably get on it i will have a twitch i am get working on, on a youtube there mm. you go i'm announcing that here right now wow. exclusive oh, for wow. everyone um probably Sorry, i don't know what i'm doing it's <laughs> september and it's fine i uh, i'll it's, what are you it's gonna be doing on this youtube jasper yeah. i uh, well, I have a couple of uh, video ideas yet. Yeah. I don't want to announce any of them because I'm okay. like not sure if I'm going to hate them yet. I've basically bought someone in to edit for me, because yeah, I've great. decided, I've tried to start a U- this YouTube three times now, and I've mm-hmm. recorded a video, and then I sit down to edit it, and I hate watching myself with such a fiery passion what? that I get about five You're minutes actor!
0: No, 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 no seriously <laughs> no, This is a common affliction
4: Watching myself themselves. watching myself back, I get five minutes in and decide that whatever I have to say is not important, the world doesn't need to hear it, and I should just
2: quit so well, uh, I, I feel that as a writer, I'm like this is garbage and like alt a delete or like control yeah a. Yeah. 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 And so basically, <laughs> I've bought
4: someone in uh, a, a very good friend of mine uh, who is not going to delete everything and it's just mm-hmm. going to make it better. So um, yeah. more more details on that to come to come soon. But very very excited to be doing that. Uh, you can follow the show uh, this show that you're listening to right now uh, at three. That's the number three Black Halflings. That's three Black Halflings on all social media. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash Uh it is the main way you fund the show and it really helps us to continue to do all the cool stuff we get to do um, and um, you could also check out our merch we have mugs coming so keep an eye out <gasps> the we will
0: be having Need other th- than the box. three mugs on the show oh, hey! am I right
1: <laughs> am I right um,
0: but I hope you've yeah.
4: enjoyed this uh, episode and uh, I hope that you go and check out uh, all of the other stuff uh, because yes, uh, I just want to shower you with all the followers mm-hmm. I want you to yeah. get yes. all of the people checking it. out your stuff uh, so please go and do that uh, obviously make sure you're following us and uh, we will talk to you next week so long, shire folk.
3: So long folk.
0: Uh, So long, Shire folk. So
3: long this is
0: me, me, Morgan Freeman. Go, Go on signing off. D'Angelo, you gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> See you later, alligator.
3: Yay! Hey! Oh he changed it! Now
0: we're gonna we have to end everyone. It. See you later, <laughs> alligator!
2: Yeah.
0: After oh, a while, crocodile! Oh. <laughs> A headgum podcast. That was a headgum
1: podcast.